As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Before we get started, we would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you everyone for your continued support. The review this week is coming to you from K underscore Clinton who says, one of my favorite podcasts. I love listening to My Essential Birth podcast. Courtney and Stephanie are fun to listen to, very knowledgeable and witty. I've learned so much and am eager and excited to give birth after each time I listen to an episode. I recommend this podcast 100% to any pregnant mama. Well, Steph, high five. Mission accomplished. Knowledgeable and witty. I'd say that's what we're going for. (laughs) Thank you so much, K underscore Clinton. That is our goal, to help you feel confident and actually look forward to giving birth. Thank you to all of you who have already left us a five-star review in iTunes. If you haven't done that already, please take the time to do so. Your reviews are what make this podcast possible, and it also helps other expectant mamas find our podcast easily. Um, Plus, if you're lucky, you might get featured at the beginning of one of our podcast episodes. All right, so this week we are going to teach you how to harness the power of your senses to have an incredibly relaxed and comfortable birth. So why is this important? Um, Courtney and I talk about this a lot. We certainly go over it in depth inside of the birth course. But basically, you want to be able to use all of your senses. So when it's go time, it's it's something called muscle memory. So you'll actually be drawing on things that your body has already learned how to do without you having to think about it. And so we'll go into examples of how that works. But when we were talking before, we said the best way to explain it is to talk about something completely unrelated to birth. And that's like a nighttime routine, which I do for myself. But even in relation to kids, you know, a nighttime routine looks like two hours before I go to bed, I try not to look at my phone. I take a relaxing bath. This is not really what I do. But say that you take a relaxing bath. You get into your pajamas. You're reading from a book, not on your phone. You have some kind of routine that tells your mind, reminds your body, oh, 
this is what we do when it's time to go to bed. Well, it's the very same thing when it comes to relaxation and especially when you're practicing for birth. So we're going to give you some, um, some kind of detailed, more detailed information that you'll be able to use prior to birth so that when it's laboring time, your body will naturally draw on these. And when your body is relaxed, it's not going to be fighting the, the dilation process. It's going to be able to open and, and relax with ease. Right. And we, we've said this before, but kind of that tricky part is the whole first part of your labor before you're pushing is to get out of the way of your body. So your body's doing the work. Your job is to allow it to do the work. So that's what we're going to teach you. And if you're holding on to fear, right, or maybe you experience some discomfort or pain, that leads to fear that creates more tension and it's a vicious cycle. You can break that cycle through relaxation and you can master relaxation by appealing to all your senses. So let's get into it. So your first sense that we want to appeal to is your visual sense. And we're going to talk first about some external visuals for you. So some things that you can do as you're practicing with your birth partner in preparation for birth is to do things like have dimmed lighting. You can do this through controlling um, lamps. You can do this through candles. Um, If you're in a hospital, they're not going to allow actual candles, but you can buy flicker candles that glow instead of having a really bright light. That's a great way to do it. Um, but maybe you don't want dim lighting. Maybe when you envision your birth, you imagine a really bright sun-filled room. So practice like that if possible. How are you going to recreate that environment if you're laboring at night? Another thing that you can do, um, and this is, we see this with moms all the time, is you write out some mantras or some birth affirmations. You put them on pretty paper or you have them typed up and you paste them all over walls or some people even do like those ropes. They've got like a, a string, yeah, a banner full of these amazing affirmations. And while you're relaxing, you can look at some of those things and repeat those in your mind. It can be really fun and therapeutic to even um, paint on them if that's kind of your thing. But they can be scripture verses, just anything that you can visually look at and transfer to your body for relaxation. You can bring actual things with you to look at. You can look at your partner that's with you. You can bring pictures from home. You can bring an ultrasound photo, um, a vacation picture. Maybe it's something you bought for a baby. Have some kind of visual there with you that you can focus on as needed during the birth and while you're practicing. Yeah, and another thing that you can look at is your partner, if that's somebody you want to stare at. (laughs) during that time. I would hope so. (laughs) If you're happy with that person in that moment during that contraction. Um, (laughs) No, but for practicing for relaxation, looking into your partner's eyes, maybe they're smiling. That'll be the same thing for the birth. You want to be able to look at them, um, trust them when you look in their eyes, kind of pull and um, just all their energy, all that good energy you want to be able to grab from them. You can also just simply have your eyes closed. It's okay just to kind of have it be blank. I know there were times during birth where I preferred to have my eyes closed, kind of a way of maybe shutting out some of the things that I was seeing or didn't want to see. Um, But the opposite is true. You can also have a focal point somewhere in the room. Um, Stephanie, you were telling me about how you weren't you looking out through a window and you were just kind of focused sort of off in the distance yeah, so I it depended I was telling her it depended on where I was at in the labor, like what labor was like for me, but also where I was in my space. So was I in the bathroom? Was I in my bedroom? Were we at the hospital? And then depending on that space, I would I would just do different things. And so sometimes I would just open my eyes and I'd just focus on one point on the wall or something like that. And it was almost like I was completely zoned out. I wasn't really staring at it, mm-hmm. but I was. Like it was enough that I kept my gaze in that direct space. 
and then I could focus on the rest of what was going on my body. So that was a comforting thing that I was able to use. I know they teach this in yoga. If you have a particular um, pose that you're working towards that maybe requires a lot of stability, um, they'll tell you, pick a pick a focal point, maybe two or feet out from you and just kind of stare, not too fixedly at that, but just sort of zone out, but still look at it. And that mm-hmm. can really kind of help. So maybe it's the same concept during birth. Yeah. And I think that moves perfect into this next part where we thought there's the visual, that external visual, like you were talking about, but we also have this internal visual. There's an entire internal world that we're living in. mental world. (laughs) Yes. All the time. But especially when you're giving birth, you really turn inward. And um, I don't even know that you're really cognizant of a lot of the things that are going on. It's more of like how you feel moving through that space. And you're dealing with a lot of the thoughts and emotions that are part of your body and your mind. So when we thought about visual, it really matters once your eyes are closed, what's happening internally as well. Mm -hmm. And so something that was very comforting for me was imagining and being able to see in my mind's eye what my body was physically doing to get my baby here. So when I was having a contraction, I was physically, I was mentally thinking of the physical thing. So I was visualizing my uterus, my muscles and my uterus working. I saw them pulling gently up as my baby pushed down. Um, I saw my cervix opening. I, I felt all of that. And every contraction, I was like, this is what that that feeling is, that intensity, that whatever. I never called it pain. I don't, it wasn't painful, but whatever that intensity came with that contraction, that's what I would picture. And I would watch my body do that work. And that was really relaxing to me. It can also really help you understand that the source of that power and intensity that you're feeling is actually you and your baby working synergistically. Um, I was telling Stephanie, I I used to visualize the same things. A lot of times when things would get intense, I would close my eyes um, and I would kind of picture just a circle, just a generic circle getting bigger as I would feel that contraction sort of tightening, um, the pressure, a little bit of the pulling. I would picture a circle, a small one, and then as the contraction would go on, I would slowly, gradually picture that circle getting bigger. I swear, you guys, I attribute that to the reason why I dilated so quickly with almost every single one of my births. Um, It's really incredible that what you think about, you bring about, and there's a lot of power in that, but obviously that requires you to be somewhat familiar with the physiology of birth, which uh, which is something you can educate yourself on. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. 
Yeah, and if you are a member of the My Essential Birth course and you're listening, class two, lesson two is where you can head back and get really, really thorough on all the anatomy, what's happening inside of the body, what that looks like. Um, We've thought of some other visuals, though, for everybody, something that we hear moms say a lot, and one of which is waves, like literally picturing, I've heard mothers picture themselves kind of floating in this warm sea, um, just a comfortable space. And you see these waves, you take these waves, you ride them, and it's a very comfortable, it lifts you up gently, you feel yourself peak at the top, and then it brings you back down nice, and you're just floating, floating along these waves, and I and love that visual. that's the natural visual. rhythm of the contractions your body makes. And not to skip too far ahead, because we're going to get to these senses as well, but if you can imagine picturing that with maybe some calming ocean wave sounds, maybe yeah. pair it with like a diffuser blend of oils that kind yeah. of is a little beachy with some sandalwood. Okay, oh, just man. really, really quick. Isn't that the neatest thing that like, here we are in this life and we keep minutes, right? Like, doesn't it trip you out that like, and they come every three minutes and then they come every two minutes. Like it's a very, um, it has its own ebb and flow, but yeah. it, I, it, it is beautiful the way that it, it's just, I love it. Okay. Maybe one that's not as beautiful as waves, but still <laughs> really awesome to visualize is to picture a, a balloon uterus. So like a balloon in your belly blowing up to the peak of a contraction, kind of that tightening, and then kind of a deflating balloon a little bit. Just, I really think that if you can get yourself here's the thing. If when you're having a contraction the whole time, you're thinking to yourself, ouch, this hurts, ouch, 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 this hurts, this hurts, this hurts. That's the, that's what you're telling yourself. And that's what you're going to experience. Right. And so if you can kind of reframe, um, in your mind, what you're feeling, feel it as pressure, feel it as a wave, feel it as a balloon blowing up, whatever works for you, it's going to change your experience. Your mind is so freaking powerful. Yeah. Those are, those are some thoughts on thoughts. <laughs> thoughts about what you think. Um, so yeah, some ways you can help sort of program the thoughts that are in your mind and make sure that they're positive and they're contributing to your comfort and relaxation and progress during birth would be to utilize some meditations. And if you're having trouble finding ones on the internet that you like, um, if you're a My Essential Birth course student, of course, we've got our guided meditations that are pre-recorded for you. Those are so beautiful to just put earbuds in, put some headphones on, and just hit play, and they help you take care of that. Yeah, I was joking with Courtney before we recorded this. I'm like, you know how when you listen to music and you – okay, you guys – For those of you who don't have kids, I'm sorry. For those of you who do and they play Minecraft, you'll understand. So my boys recently, their big thing has been play the Enderman rap, play the skeleton rap, play the the Pigman rap, okay? And if you guys don't know and you have husbands or partners that play Minecraft, they'll know what you're talking about. I barely know (laughs) what I'm talking about. But anyways, my kids like over and over and over. And so I have had this stupid Enderman rap stuck in my head like nonstop and it's just going and it's just going and it's just going. Well, what if it was something positive, right? Like really what we think about becomes a part of us and you'll notice what you're thinking about even subconsciously when you've got some free time and all of a sudden you're singing a song or, you know, you've got these words going over and over in your head. You've got to put the right things in there to get in the right state of mind. Yeah. So be mindful of what you're listening to, what, what's, what the input is coming into you. And of course, we've got our great find it and flip it exercise. If you get some not so great thoughts stuck in your head that you can't seem to let go of, we give you a really great tool about how to replace those. But absolutely be mindful of what's coming in to you in terms of media. 
Yeah. So that was kind of the internal visual and kind of some mental prep that you can do. Um, but let's move on to sound. So these are things that you are hearing outside of your mind. <laughs> Not the Enderman rap, hopefully. Not the Enderman rap. <laughs> so that includes things like music, um, any kind of music that you want. And we have heard all different kinds. There have been moms that like rock and roll or Metallica, like the crazy stuff. And then you've got like the other side of that. Gospel where it's Christian like, music. Yes, gospel Christian music. Rap, hip hop. You guys have all seen the dancing, right? On YouTube and other yeah. places now. I like spa, relaxation music piano um, but I would have a variety and I would have them in sections so that yeah. when you're feeling a certain way or you want to feel a certain way you can jump to those areas exactly because I remember with our first I prepared a lot of those spa sounds thinking that's what I would want to listen to and that wasn't at all what I was craving in that moment instead I liked songs that I listened to normally every day kind of some alternative music but acoustic versions and that was mm. really comforting and soothing to me so just be prepared maybe with multiple lists or variety on that list like Stephanie said um, some other things that you can use, we mentioned guided meditations, um, but think about who's reading these. I would hope that your partner's voice is incredibly soothing to you. And so definitely that can be one of the your sound senses that you utilize is them just speaking to you. And if your partner's out there going, but what the heck do I say? Especially if we're looking at like a 12-hour birth, what do I say for 12 hours? Um, we wanted to give you some things that your partner can say to you. Um, and obviously you're like, well, duh, on some of these, but loving phrases. I love you. You're an incredible. I am so excited about this little baby we're bringing to our family. Praise and encouragement. Stephanie was talking about like cheerleaders for you. You mm -hmm. need that cheerleading. Yeah. It, um, I think it's really important that you know what you need, right? Mm -hmm. You can't like, anyway, so I, this question was posed to me like during our third birth, like, if you're trying for a goal or if you get hurt, like, how do you handle those? How do you react and what puts you in a good place? And for me, like, I feel like I can literally do anything in life if I have people around me telling me I can. I'm doing a great job. Keep going. And so I knew with our third that I needed to hear those things. I needed my husband to verbally be saying those things out loud to me. But the first time was not, it could not be during the actual birth. I had to know that it was real and that he believed that before it was time. And so there, like, really there were two things I needed to know. Number one, I needed somebody to tell me that I was safe. And if they weren't physically telling me, it's just that people weren't freaking out, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Like if the room was calm and even though I was like screaming or like grunting or making noises during a contraction and everybody was just smiling or it just stayed calm, like there's nothing to worry about. I needed to know I was safe. And then I really needed people to tell me that I could do it. I can complete the task. Keep going. I I think every woman needs encouragement like that. I needed somebody to come in and acknowledge and recognize for the effort I was putting in. So I needed my husband to say, I can't, you are working so hard. I can see that. I am so proud of you. You know, um, just telling, like giving me some credit for what I was going through, right? Credit where credit is Credit due. where credit is due. <laughs> a little, a little gratitude maybe. Thank you for doing this. This is an incredible mm. gift you're giving to our baby. And then um, I usually would hit a certain point transition where mm -hmm. I would be so in my own thoughts and feelings and kind of wallowing in self-pity a little <laughs> bit that I would need him not in like a drill sergeant kind of a way, but to sort of snap me out of that. And he would do that in the perfect, most gentle way. Court, court, look around you. 
They're setting up the labor and delivery tray. The baby team is here. You are almost done. I needed him to bring that to my attention because I was so far lost in my own experience that I wasn't able to see that. So partner, if you're not sure what to say, just any of that praise, encouragement, loving phrases, read a guided meditation or a visualization, um, maybe talk to her about what her contractions are doing, acknowledge her, thank her. You can't go wrong with any of those things. But like Stephanie said, that stuff, all of this stuff, all these senses things that we're going to talk about today, these are things you need to be practicing before the actual birth. Totally. And you're going to want to look out because we have a podcast episode about communication between partners coming up. And that will maybe clarify some of this. You're like, yeah, that sounds great. I want some more information that's on its way. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I want to just touch on really quick, and this is for partners, is to lead with confidence. I think a lot of times um, they want to, like even as a doula when I'm in a birth, I feel like the dads or the partners, they want to say something positive. And maybe they do, but they say it where they're like, was that okay? They don't say, was that okay? But they say it in like a shakier tone or like a, not like, believe what you're saying. Like, you're doing great. Keep going, you know, like. Everything's fine. Even if you're not totally sure if everything is fine. Even if you're not sure if she can do it, even if you don't like, because especially for partners like that first birth, if you haven't seen a mom go through this before, you're like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? Right. But you, you lead with confidence because if she can turn to you and just see like, you're positive, you're not worried, you know, even like Courtney said, even if there is some background stuff that you're not totally sure of, (laughs) um, if she can look to you and you're that solid, that rock for her, it'll make all the difference. All right. We've talked about your visual sense. Um, sense of sound. Let's talk about smell. (laughs) Smell is so important, especially if you're going to be having your baby in kind of a more sterile environment like a hospital. So I feel like one simple way to change the smell is to bring your own smells. And (laughs) no, no, what? What do you mean? As Courtney and I are podcasting in our tent and we're both like... (laughs) We just had Don't dinner do it. Don't do a it. little bit ago. That's not what I meant about bring your own I know, smells. I know, but that's what my head did. So. <laughs> um, yes. Bring things from home that are going to smell really great. So we love essential oils. I will tell you that some of our favorites for birth include lavender. Um, it's typically well-liked by a lot of people. It's incredibly calming and relaxing, which is kind of what you're trying to do mm-hmm. for that first stage of birth. Um, another favorite that you might like to bring with you is Balance Grounding Blend. This one, I have yet to meet someone who doesn't like the way this smells. And what's powerful about this particular oil for birth is that it really encourages mom to tune in to her body. Um, it's grounding. It has that grounding effect. And I feel like it also helps the people who are supporting her to be in tune with her needs. So those are probably my two universal favorites to bring for birth. But you can also do things like bring something from home that smells really yeah, good. Yeah, I like, especially like in a hospital environment, bringing your own pillow um, and make sure it's not in a white pillowcase. It'll get shoved with everything else. But bringing your own pillow that you've been sleeping on or your husband's, a blanket, um, something that you've used kind of consistently, it brings that nice home smell with it. I like my husband's cologne. <laughs> That's like a thing for me. And so having cologne on my husband or like having a shirt of his with cologne on it. Um, and I noticed too, I know we've said this before, but like when you walk into a hospital room especially, but when you walk into a birthing room and, it, and you've got like essential oils going or, or anything, 
anything like that where you've changed the scent, everybody feels that. It mm-hmm. has an energy to it. Smells are very powerful for yeah. everybody. Um, and so I feel like it really relaxes things or uplifts. It lightens the mood. So um, – And the great part is, just like we've been talking about this muscle memory, is every time you sit down to practice relaxation, you have lavender on or you're smelling balance. Um, And then you go into labor and you bring those things with you and your body smells that. It's like, oh, I remember that scent. That's the scent that she uses when it's time to chill out. (laughs) You know, now it's time to relax. Yeah. In response, your body will naturally relax when it smells that scent or it hears that sound. Yeah, that's the muscle memory we're talking about. Yeah, that's the power that comes here is that your body is able to go, oh, I've done this. We've practiced this. I know what to do. All right, your next category is your sense of touch. And we've already said you need to practice all these beforehand, but touch especially if it is not your and your birth partner's habit of like, you know, here, let me give you a foot rub. Let me give you a back rub. Let me massage your scalp or whatever. Then this is definitely something you're going to want to practice before. Cause I will tell you that if the first time he goes to give you a back massage is during birth, it's going to feel foreign. It's yeah. going to feel a <laughs> And it likely odd. won't be the right pressure or the right. right speed or, you know, his hands will be too cold. Like that's all the stuff you got to work out before you're having contractions and can't give him all those verbal cues. Um, the other thing along with that is, I mean, it, just making it normal, right? <laughs> kind yeah. of like what you said. But yeah, like lay down, watch TV together and let them rub your feet. Um, and we always say when we're practicing relaxation, especially in the form of massage, that the best thing to do is actually for mom to massage the partner first in the way that she wants to be massaged. Mm-hmm. So you rub. Your partners. Yeah, right? You rub your partner's feet exactly how you want your feet to be rubbed. So the pressure, the consistency um, with whatever oils you got in your hand, you show them by doing and then they can reciprocate. And keep in mind, I really thought going into birth that I was just going to just plan on giving me a however many hour long back rub. That's what I'm (laughs) going to want. And come to find out what I actually wanted during birth was just to have his hand lightly, you know, on the small of my back or holding my hand or he would kind of lightly scratch my back. That's actually what I ended up preferring. And I'm so grateful that we practice those things ahead of time. Um, because you might decide that, no, I don't want anybody to touch me (laughs) during birth. You might feel that way during contractions and that's okay. Um, but hopefully you've practiced and you know some alternatives. Yeah. And you brought up a couple. So like the scratching or tickling, um, brushing hair, which Mm -hmm. I would like stress this so hard in my classes, like just brush your hair, brush her hair. (laughs) It feels so so good. You can bring cool washcloths. You can request those at the hospital. Hey, can I get a bucket of ice water and some washcloths? You can bring heat packs or rice packs. Um, Just really appeal to that sense of touch because sometimes the pressure on the body can just be really, can soothe anxiety. Um, It's incredible. Yeah, and as far as a rice pack, this is just something simple that you can do right now. To make a rice pack, you simply grab like a tube sock and shove a bunch of rice in it and tie it off. And I would make two. Um, I say a tube sock because you want the length to be from about, not as far necessarily as hip to hip, but I feel like that is a good distance. Mm -hmm. Um, So hip to hip and bring two because you can microwave one and have the other one on and rotate those so she doesn't lose any of the heat. You'd be surprised how many um, hospitals or even birth centers don't have heat packs or heat pads. So make sure that that's something you have with you. I mean, even if we're not talking about back labor and a posterior baby, heat is something that relaxes you, period. Like even, and I don't know that this is the best (laughs) example, but like it makes me think of like when you go into surgery, right? Like 
what's the first thing they do? They put your body, yeah, on really warm blankets because it naturally relaxes your muscles. So heat is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And along with that can be water. Water. Yeah, warm water. It's nature's epidural is what it's called. And there's a reason that it's called that. The deeper that you can get your body submerged into water, I feel like the better. But even having hot or warm water running on your back or down your belly, that can be extremely, extremely relaxing. I'll often find as a doula that if a mom is getting to a point in her birth, maybe seven, you know, six, seven, eight centimeters, where it's really starting to get intense, the minute we put her in the water, she she calms right back down again. Keep in mind, though, that as she starts to get closer to the pushing stage of labor, second stage, um, she might get a little too warm in that water. And so that's where having those icy cold washcloths to put on the back of her neck, across her forehead can be really beneficial. Yeah. And in case you can't get your bucket of ice or whatever, I know what we would you do a lot is just take cold water and run it over a washcloth, wring it out, and then whip, whip it, it around, around. And it feels like ice. And yeah. it's amazing. Um, along with that, pay attention to what is physically touching you. So it's funny because I had like this cute little stretchy, comfortable outfit that I was going to labor in with my third. And when it came time, what felt really comfy were the my husband's sweatpants. So that looked real cute because I'm a midget <laughs> and he's not. Um, and then I had this like giant bathrobe over me because I wanted to be warm. I was going like through my hot and cold and all that. I was a sight for sore eyes. It was just so beautiful. Um, And I had really comfy socks on. That was my big thing. And so, like, especially if you're – like, you know you're going to a hospital. You know that you do not like those scratchy socks that have that, like, sticky bottom. I don't know. But but I remember I had been to a birth where they said, I'm sorry, you have to wear these because it's got the no slip. As if somebody doesn't know how to walk instantly. But (laughs) anyway, so my point is if that – if you know, like, I'm not going to want those scratchy socks on my feet, but for whatever reason your hospital says you have to – wear them you can make your own they have like the what is it like glue or um you can make your own they have it at the craft store Come you can on, get sure super comfy socks okay yeah you can do that too sorry this was my like quick like <laughs> I have to fix this now um anyway so you can make your own yeah you can get your own soft socks but pay attention to that too even the sheets that will be touching you like mm-hmm. that's why we say bring a blanket and stuff it can be something simple as this is too light this is too heavy it's too scratchy it's too soft so all of those things matter it might sound finicky right now but all of those things make a difference for how you relax during labor and just note your preferences now are you the kind of person yeah. where it doesn't matter how hot it is in your bedroom you have to have some kind of blanket on you yeah then that automatically tells you that you need some kind of pressure on your body for comfort reasons so keep those things in mind as you prepare to appeal to your sense of touch during birth yeah and I feel like even weighted blankets now right yeah that's like a thing that's yeah. a newer thing I would even say like 10 years ago it wasn't a big deal no we our oldest is on the autism spectrum and so we bought him a weighted blanket and it calms them right down it's I think swaddling any of that that pressure on the body just feels it's very soothing okay I have a new one and I just started doing this the other night because we I don't know why but we still haven't bought any kind of like coverings for our window like well we have like the blinds but we don't have like I want like curtains curtains yeah just something that completely keeps the sun out or any light and we're close enough to neighbors that like even when they're light at their back area goes on like it gets a little brighter in our room it is annoying so I my girlfriend for Christmas got me like this little bath bubble set or whatever and it came with a face mask which I always felt like would be constricting yeah but the other night I was like I'm just gonna try it because I wake up all throughout the night and I'm always like peeking you know I feel like my eyes are Mm -hmm. never really closed so I put on that face mask and I've been using it ever since it's been like four days and I have slept so much better like it keeps the dark 
And so, and what's great about it is it gives you enough pressure on your eyelids that even if you're tempted to open them, you can't unless you lift the mask. So it forces you to remain in that relaxed state and it has helped me sleep. So that's going to be one of my recommendations Check for Check out your birth. birth bag. They make weighted ones. I have one that Ooh. says, ask dad on it. It's great. <laughs> that's genius. It needs <laughs> it to glow is. in the dark though. It does. You're right. <laughs> the last thing we wanted to talk to you about is positions and breathing. So... Positions, okay, this isn't technically one of your five senses, but it's an honorable mention here. Yes. Um, You need to be able to practice relaxation in many different kinds of positions. When you're sitting up, when you're leaning over the couch or the back of the bed, if you're laying down, if you're laying on your side, when you're standing up, just all these different positions you're going to want to practice in because these are going to be what you utilize during birth. Yeah. And so we've got a couple. Side lying is a really common one. Mm -hmm. I think one of the best things that you can do to help yourself figure out what a good, comfortable position for you is, is when you wake up from a deep sleep, take note of what position you wake up in. Where's your arm? Where's your leg? Do you have pillows between your legs? Um, Is the pillow that you're laying on, is it cuddling like like giving you some support under your breast? Do you have it tilted that way or not? Um, Pay attention to all those little things and watch your breathing because how you breathe when you wake up after a deep sleep is how you should be breathing when you're trying to relax. Mm -hmm. It's a deep belly breath. Your chest shouldn't be coming up a lot. And I told Courtney, this is something I just learned recently with pelvic floor therapy for my own stuff. You can tell if you're breathing right in a very relaxed manner if, and we already know this, so if your jaw is open, so your mouth is, your lips are parted while you're practicing relaxation, if your jaw is open, then your vagina should, like it can't be tense during that time. That's how we loosen that area. So your jaw is open. But, and if your mouth is open right now trying this out, you're not alone. I'm doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> so open your mouth. Um, anyways, and so also when you're breathing, so jaw open and you're inhaling through your nose, you should be feeling that breath as your belly fills, not your chest. You're filling your belly. You should also be feeling down towards your perineum, down towards your vagina. That area should bulge just a little bit. If you're noticing that you're bulge holding, out, right? yes, bulge out, push out, like if you were pooping. When um, you breathe in? When you breathe in, that area should force out just a touch. When you let the air out, that area relaxes and comes back. If you notice that that area is flat or you're holding it tense when you're breathing in, that's a tension problem. So that's something to work on too when you're focusing on breathing and and filling your belly. You can also focus on having a little bulge there, which will be good for pushing because you need to know how to push that area out. You don't want to be holding that in. Sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm trying to concentrate on what my vagina is doing. I was watching her. Yes, she's she's very focused. Um, So in addition to practice in different positions, you really want to practice in varying environments because I will tell you that when you go into labor, when you're having your baby, it's not going to be always perfectly calm or perfectly peaceful. And so, you know. How are you going to be walking around Target? (laughs) How can you relax? During a contraction, walking around Target. That's real. What if you have a lot of um, nurses in your room? Are you going to be able to relax as easily? So if you have children already, it's okay to practice relaxation if they're in the room. Shoot, you'll get real good at it Mm -hmm. real fast if you can relax in that environment. So just be sure to practice in different environments. And then if you're looking to take all of this up a notch 
and really get your body prepared for birth, you can simulate contractions. And I'm not talking about one of those fancy monitors like in the YouTube videos of the guys that strap it to their abs. <laughs> do not do and, this. Don't do that. That's not what we're talking about. Um, we've got some really great labor rehearsals. So if you're a My Essential Birth student, all of that is in class six. Go check it out and practice your relaxation with those labor rehearsals. Yeah, so remember that we just went over the several senses that are going to be really useful. What you want to do in order to create that muscle memory is to utilize these every single one of them every single time you practice relaxation. Practicing relaxation should happen at least once a day. We like to say start with 10 to 12 minutes, work your way up to like 20 to 30 if you can handle it. Um, If you can do it twice a day, that's preferable. Once with a partner, also preferred. So if you get going with all these things, you practice that relaxation using these senses um, and the way that we've given you, then when it comes time for the birth, this is where the muscle memory will come in. And your body will relax easily and naturally in response to these elements that you bring in for your senses. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.